Hey folks, thank you for tuning in to the Grad School Sucks podcast, the show for grad students who want to survive grad school and thrive in their career afterwards. I'm your host, Matt Carlson, and today I'm going solo. Actually, for the next couple of weeks, I'm going to be releasing short solo episodes for reasons that I'll discuss in the second half of this episode. Long story short is, I need to take a break from conducting and editing interviews, but don't worry, the weekly interview podcast episodes will return on March 2nd. So let's get on to today's show. But first, a word from our sponsor, which is me. Are you a grad student who likes to express their love for science and all things scholarly? If that's the case, then I have something for you, and that is stickers. That's right, your host has begun designing, printing, and cutting high-quality, full-color stickers made specifically for grad students. These cute, easy-to-peel stickers are perfect for your laptop, car bumper, or water bottle, and display just how awesome it is to be a grad student. This week, I released my very first stickers, the Valentine's-themed sticker pack. This pack includes stickers that display phrases like, Data is my love language, co-authors for life, and scholarship is sexy. So, guess what? They uh, sold out the first day, but don't worry, I will be releasing more today, uh, meaning the date this episode is released, which will be Thursday, February 9th, so later today. uh, Assuming I have more inventory, I will be releasing them. To find out more about these stickers and how to get them, check out my Instagram account, Grad School Sucks, the Grad School Sucks website, and the Sticker Squad email list. I'll have links for all of these in the description of this podcast episode. Do not miss out on the second drop of these stickers. I'm not going to drop the Valentine's Day stickers again. Based on what happened earlier these week, this week, all these will sell out. But hey, if they do sell out and you can't get any, don't worry. I'll have fresh new designs coming in a month or two. Anyway, on to today's show. If you have thought about pursuing a career in industry after going to grad school, then today's episode is perfect for you. Getting into industry after grad school is totally doable, and honestly, most grad students, like 70% or more, actually end up in industry, whether or not they plan to. And this is something that we often don't talk about in the walls of the ivory tower. There is a lot that goes into becoming a great candidate for industry jobs, but the one thing that I want to talk about today is how to make sure your industry resume shows the impact that you made as a grad student. So let's begin. So when it comes to showing the impact that you had as a grad student, you need to be able to show that you can deliver results. The things that recruiters aren't going to care about are which classes you taught, what topic you researched, where you went to grad school, what your day-to-day was like. Those things are just not enough to convince recruiters that you're the person that they need to hire. You need to have a resume that shows the impact you had. And so impact, I would loosely define as the amount of value that you provided the organizations in which you've worked. And the use of university is one of those organizations. So some examples of uh, impact from non-academic careers might be the impact of a salesman is how many sales they made, the impact of a marketer is how many people's attention they grabbed, and the impact of a manager is how well their team is performing. 
And the place on your resume that you show this is in your experiences section. So uh, it might say job experiences or previous experiences or professional experiences, but the, the spot in your resume where you show the jobs that you've held over the last couple years and then the responsibilities and accomplishments that you've had, the bullets underneath each of those jobs. So I previously this week, I wrote a blog post specifically on this. So if you want to know more specific, really tangible examples about what a crappy post-grad school resume looks like versus a great killer resume that has impact, uh, I recommend you check out the blog. I will have a link in the bio of this podcast episode. So most of the time when people are putting a resume together for the very first time, let's say they're exiting academia and going into industry, the thing that they put down in their experience section are the activities that they engaged in. Let me tell you some of the activities that I had down on my first industry resume. Here is what I listed uh, from my research scientist position. Spearheaded and oversaw data-related activities, including data collection, data mining and modeling, database maintenance, technical report writing, presentation of key data insights, and communication of actionable next steps to organizational leadership. Now, obviously you're listening and you can't see it, but it is a three-line paragraph of text. It is difficult to tell really exactly what I should be looking at, and I don't, when I read that paragraph, I don't really walk away knowing the measurable impact that I had in that organization. All that I have are the activities that I engaged in. And guess what? The recruiters really don't care about the activities that you're engaged in. They care about the impact that you had, which tells them something about the impact you may have at the job you're interviewing for. So let's go over to my new resume and see what I put down. So this is the same position, uh, the research scientist position that I held in academia. This is my updated industry resume. Created 50 plus technical reports and presentations for leadership stakeholders and funders. That's bullet one. Bullet two, managed a team of 10 plus researchers with a yearly research budget of $250,000. So that's one, way less text. Two, it includes numbers. It includes numbers, it includes the number of reports, the number of people that were on my team at that time, and then the budget that we had as that part of the organization. Now, the reason that way of doing it is much better is because it clearly shows the measurable impact that I had. Numbers communicate things that words cannot, and numbers allow you to trim down the amount of words you have to use. A clearer story of who you are and the impact you had is going to win. So I want to ask you a question. Do you know how long the average recruiter looks at a resume for? Six to seven seconds. Six to seven seconds. And typically when they scan, they'll only look in a section that's as big as a note card, like a three by five inch note card. They're not even going to look at your whole resume. So you need to be able to communicate the value you brought to your organization very quickly in the blink of an eye. And the way you do that is you have less text, more numbers, and you focus on 
the value you provided. So let's talk about what this could mean for you as a grad student. So in your work section, you're probably going to have something to the effect of graduate research assistant, graduate teaching assistant, and you can play around with those terms a little bit. Um, but in general, those are the two main things that grad students do for their university work. And here are ways that you can highlight the impact that you had on an organization, i.e. your university, in your resume when you transition to industry. So for teaching, let's say you were a graduate teaching assistant or you've done some teaching as part of your graduate studies. You can talk about the number of classes you've taught the number of new courses you've prepped, the number of students that you've taught in those classes, the number of hours that you've spent teaching, and last but not least, and I actually learned this from our last podcast guest, Ashley Ruba, you can show the actual monetary value of the teaching that you delivered. So that would be number of students, times the tuition cost per student, times the number of classes you taught. And that's going to be a big number. But again, numbers speak a lot, and numbers with dollar signs can often speak a lot more. So let's talk about research for those who have been graduate research assistants. Here are things, numbers, that can show impact uh, that you had, and you can put this on your resume to use for industry jobs. So. One, you can talk about the number of studies you've conducted. You can talk about the number of participants or samples you've collected data from. You can talk about the amount of grant or research award funding that you've received. And this could also go in another section on like awards or honors. Just either one could make sense for you. Another one under research is you could talk about the number of researchers that you've managed if you acted as a lab manager. You could talk about the number of research presentations that you've given, and I recommend you include posters because a poster is a presentation. That's why it's called a poster presentation. Also, you can talk about the number of publications, technical reports, and other manuscripts that you've written. Now, if you have a good number of first author publications, then I might uh, just talk about your first author publications. People don't really need to know the details of your publication history, and they don't necessarily want to. But, again, they do want to know the impact that you had in that space. They don't want to know the details. They want to know the impact. So, is your industry resume going to show the impact that you had as a grad student? So, to close down this part of the conversation, I want to just uh, read to you the in my old resume, what I had listed as my responsibilities as a grad student, and then in my new resume, I still have that position on there, but I, I want you to hear the difference. And honestly, I want you to see the difference. Again, you can see this on the blog, but here we go. So this is the old one. Conducted research project management activities, including collection and cleaning of data, analyzing data, training new research systems, building out workflows and systems for new projects, maintaining quality of data collection, and managing research budgets. That's all true. I did all of that as a grad student. But guess what? Nobody cares. So here's what I have in my new resume for that same position to sum up those same experiences. First bullet point. Led all aspects of 
five-plus studies on human behavior, emotions, and health, with a total of 1,000-plus participants. Second bullet point, co-authored 14 published papers and 25-plus conference presentations with data from interviews, surveys, experiments, and biometric observations. So again, it's easier to read, and it's got numbers that show impact. And honestly, by including those numbers, I'm able to take out so much of the other fluff that people just don't even care about. People are going to scan your resume. Maybe they'll give it 30 seconds, but they need to, in a moment, they need to be able to get the impression that regardless of what you were doing, regardless of what your title was, that you were adding value that was relevant in the space that you were in. All right, in closing, don't let your industry resume be a bunch of boring text that describes the activities you engaged in as a graduate student. No one wants to read that. We, we, recruiters want to see the value you provided to the organization that you were in because that is the thing that most clearly translates to the value that you could provide to the organization you are applying to be in. So I hope that is helpful. Uh, check out the blog post in this episode description if you want to read the whole thing. I also have some resources available, um, including my old CV, my first resume, and then my updated resume. And honestly, if you compare those three, CV, old resume, new resume, you should be able to glean a lot of what the process is of translating a CV into a killer industry resume. All right, enough rambling from me on to the last part of today's episode. So I wanted to end with a little conversation about the future of Grad School Sucks. I started Grad School Sucks uh, over three years ago on Instagram is where it began. I was in the middle of my research scientist position and I needed an outlet for all the pent-up emotions I was feeling. I had feelings about how lonely academia can be after grad school, how awful the job opportunities are, and how toxic the environment can be. And I wanted to do something about it. I wanted to warn people and I wanted to engage in conversations. And I had a lot of rich experiences making memes and talking with folks online about these subjects. And I did that for years, years, and I loved it. It was really fun. And over those years, my life has changed. It's been several years since I was in academia, and it's been even longer since I was a grad student. I'm now in my 30s, and I'm focusing on the happenings of this developmental stage. And I've transitioned to a career in industry. I've sincerely enjoyed creating content under the moniker Grad School Sucks. And I think that name conveyed exactly what I wanted people to understand. Grad School does suck. I think it has redemptive parts, of course, but the experience in academia doesn't get any better when you become a professor, oftentimes it gets even worse, although the money is nice. Honestly, after a couple of years of making content and interacting with grad students, I've gotten the impression that my role as a content creator 
is helping people cope with their questionable decision to go to grad school. And I think coping is important. Don't get me wrong. And I think I was satisfied for that role for quite a while. But I am ready for a change. So over the next couple of weeks and months, I will slowly be changing the content and branding of Grad School Sucks into something new and different. And I'm even going to change the name. I'm going to transform Grad School Sucks into something more suited to where I am now in life and the conversations that I want to have, topics I want to talk about. And I know that not every single one of my followers or listeners is going to be down with the change. That might be you. But the best kind of content, in my opinion, is content that's real and genuine. And frankly, centering my content, whether it's memes or podcast episodes, around common grad school experiences just doesn't feel genuine to me anymore. I feel distant from that part of my life now, naturally, as it's been several years, and uh, it, it just doesn't reflect where I am in life anymore. And so I'm ready to move on, and I'm taking Grad School Sucks with me. So, if you're one of the folks who won't be interested in the new direction, then I want to say thank you for giving me your time and attention while it lasted. For everyone else, I will see you next week as I continue to talk about where things are headed and the conversations I hope to have with you in the future. As always, I'm your host, Dr. Matt Carlson, signing off.